everybody. Thanks for joining us in our guest segment of the Common Sense Show. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host. And we're the show, as you know, is Freeing America, One Enslaved Mind at a Time. Thanks for staying with us through the intro. This particular segment is brought to you by the best storable food company out there. MPS is what they go by. We call it Prepare with Dave, as in preparewithdave.com. If you haven't noticed, Suez Canal, meatpacking plants have not reopened. The food supply chain is in a disaster, and we're beginning to see the spot shortages like we warned you about. We're beginning to see food inflation as reflected in smaller packaging and higher prices. We said it was coming, folks, and it's here. And Bill Gates is now the largest owner of farmland in America. What could possibly go wrong with the depopulation agent of the world? Ladies and gentlemen, your answer is storable food. That's not scare tactics. These are news headlines. And MPS has the best food out there. What do you get? 2,000 calories per day. Lots of variety. Good tasting food. I've tasted it. Tastes great. Tastes like restaurant quality food. But more importantly, you're going to get edible food for 25 years. How much do you need? Well, it depends who you ask. If you ask FEMA and DHS, which I don't trust any farther than I can throw them under the Biden administration, but they say six months. Our resident expert on survival, Bob Griswold, says two years. I'll go with Bob, but if you can't make the two years, at least you can do something. And I'm a generous person, but I'm telling you, when push comes to shove and the foot comes down on the throat, folks, you better have your food because you come to my door. I'm sorry. i got to take care of my family, and I know you not. And that's going to be the reaction that you're going to get everywhere. So go to preparewithdave.com, find the specials that are there. And make the order that most appeals to you. That's preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you darn well better have water. So we talk about water filtration systems. We have research on those at waterwithdave.com. And the Alexa Pure Pro water filter is the best there is. They come out number one on all the research. So you won't have trouble finding drinkable water as long as you have a water filter. You'll have standing water, but you won't be able to drink it unless you have a water filter. You'll have swimming pool water, but you shouldn't drink it unless you have a water filter. Do you get the idea? So if you have food, you darn well better make sure that you're going to have access to clean, drinkable water. The Alexa Pure Pro filter is on sale for 40% off while supplies last. You want to move on this quickly. So you got the food, preparewithdave.com. You got the water, waterwithdave.com. And I hope that we're getting you on the road to survival because I'm warning you, listen to me carefully please this is not scare tactics if you don't buy from us buy from somebody because these are real threats to your survival and the other side does not want you to survive the communist chinese have already said they want you dead and they own the democratic party need i say more please take action today our guest today in the guest segment is doug hagman and we're doing kind of a turnaround in sports we'd call it a back-to-back appearance when i was on doug's show last week And I thought, we had such good chemistry on the critical issues of the day. I wanted that to continue. So I invited Doug to come back on my show and say, hey, let's share this with my audience. We know we have some crossover, but we don't have a one-to-one match. So we wanted to make sure that we got these critical issues out. And by the way, you need to share these digitally. You need to share them with liberals. I have liberals crossing over. And telling me, I got buyer's remorse for Joe Biden. I said, what did you expect with dementia? And then I try to be nice to them because we want them on our side. We need the sound of marching feet. 
And now is not the time to chastise people that have liberal views. It's time to find commonalities and bring us together to fight a common enemy. So ladies and gentlemen, please share this broadcast. Please share Doug's broadcast. And on that note, Doug, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, Dave, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And we had a great uh, discussion last week. And, and I, I again, um, thank you for coming on the, the program. I know your, your schedule is busy. Um, appreciate it, but always, always you're on top of the information. And, and you actually had me looking up a lot of information um, about the Arizona governor and the structure there. And, and uh, I, I was pretty well, I was educated uh, by your appearance. And I appreciate that. So folks definitely share <laughs> these broadcasts. Well, my friend, uh, she was a fellow teacher, teaching colleague of mine, Lorraine King, the late Lorraine King. Loved the lady. She was one of the first people I met when I moved to Arizona in the summer of 1985. And she said, hi, Dave, welcome to Arizona. We have the best politicians that money can buy. And I thought, wow, that's a strange greeting. But her words have stuck with me for 36 years. So obviously I'm in agreement with that. So yeah, but it's not just here in Arizona, Doug. I mean, your state is the capital of voter fraud. Oh, I, in Pennsylvania, yeah, sad, yeah. Sadly, yeah, it's, it, and, and it's not, it, this, you know, it, it's sad because our state boasts Philadelphia. And I'm as far away in my state from Philadelphia as you can get, but um, you know, the, uh, uh, Liberty Bell and, and all of the um, all of the history, the rich history by our founders of this state, being just corrupted by these um, criminals in government that people have elected um, because they 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 dislike uh, in this case or most recent case they dislike President Trump and those who supported him. So you know it, it's. It's sad, but uh, you know, we have a larger problem, I think, all across the country. And as we spoke about last week, and I think that uh, each state has its own problems. And uh, yeah, it's it's horrible right now. It is. So let me ask you a question, broad-based, mm-hmm. wide umbrella here for your response. Have we lost America? Well, um Yes, I, I think we've lost America as we, the boomers, and I, I wear that label proudly, have known it. Have we lost America? My answer is absolutely yes, as we, the baby boomers, have known it. And, and you know, the greatest generation, too. But it, it didn't happen overnight. It happened um, in, in, incrementally, of course, going back with the... Uh, Oh, my goodness. Taking prayer out of schools. I mean, people know this. You know, it's the uh, uh, communist uh, communist goals read into the record back in, what was it, 1958 by Herlong. Just about every one of those have, have come to pass. So the America, the Norman Rockwell America, we've lost that. Can we ever get it back? Not without, in my view, not without bloodshed, not without fighting not without um not without some severe sacrifices by men and women but specifically men who have the testosterone who have the <laughs> willness and who have the uh, guts i mean and, and here's the thing you, you know up until now we've been and, and correct me if i'm wrong and and, and tell me what you think about this we've been able to have a dialogue uh, until re- I'll, I'll say up until the last five years 
we've since 2060 we've, we've really been able to have a dialogue with with um, the opposing viewpoints now it's their way or no way and how can you have a, a dialogue with people like that uh, and and those people are in power on at the at the federal level but more importantly at the city and county and state levels and therein lies the problem the infiltration has gone all the way down to our, our, our townships and our cities and our, our counties, and we've got to get them out of there, um, and we've got to be proactive. But we can't – the discussions – try to have a discussion with, with, with a mask Nazi. Try to have a discussion with a pro-gene therapist. You've got to have this experimental vaccine. Try to have a discussion with somebody who – uh, says I, I follow science. I follow, you know, it it just doesn't. What, what science would that be? Well, the, the Fauci science, the cousin it science, you, you know, cousin it. Um, and I say this because I don't know what pronoun to use. The guy, Richard Levine, who calls himself Rachel Levine, assistant, who was, who was um, uh, not. Um, uh, certified or approved as Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. I mean, a cross-dressing, science-denying, X-chromosome, Y-chromosome-denying individual saying, well, this is the way it's got to be. Are you kidding me? I'm going to listen to that? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he's good in women's sports. <laughs> and, and, and walking in high heels, too. Oh, yes, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, he'll find out about the Achilles heel as he moves on, and pun intended. Um, you know, Doug, I, I look at the absolute insanity. I mean, YouTube canceled a chess channel for talking about black and white pieces. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. I wish I was making this up. <laughs> well, I had to read about it, and then I, I said, this can't be true. This is hyperbole. No, it's really true. Prove my point. How can you argue with insanity? This is insane. You, there's well, no, mind you, there's, there's no dialogue with these people. Cigna, Cigna, um, I want to go out to lunch today. No, I brought my brown bag lunch. Uh-oh, you're in violation of Cigna rules. You can't use the word brown. I'm no, but uh, I can use my sack lunch. You, you know, I, I I know a few sacks. Okay, but yeah, um, <laughs> I just, you know, oh my gosh, it, know, it's. I, there, there's a gender component to that, but this is a family show, so I won't go there. Yeah, but I, I, that well, would be yeah, a violation actually, too. But you know, what, what else? You know what else that. they did at Cigna? Oh, you'll love this. You'll love this at Cigna. They uh, now forbid you to talk about your wife, your husband, your son, your daughter, your grandmother. Anything that has a gender hint to it is forbidden in the Cigna workplace. But, but now, th th there's a deeper component to that, obviously. And, and you know, Steve Quayle talks about it, our, our, our mutual friend. And the, um, uh, I, I, I can never pronounce the word, but the, the uh, lack of, of, of gender or male-female sexual components in, in the God, in the satanic small-g God uh, venue. You know, this is what they're pushing along with the child sacrifice along with the ch and this is a true you know dave this is true the more i work with people like uh 
Russ Dizdar and Craig Sawyer. The, the true boots on the ground, you know, going into places and seeing things. Um, the, the worship to these small G gods is prevalent, more prevalent than people might realize. And people might say, well, this is just a, oh, it's just a, a conspiracy uh, tale, you know, and um, it's not. It, it's, it really is not. I wish it was. The debasement of our culture, and Breitbart always said, politics is downstream of culture. So this is what we're seeing right now, the, the rot, the culture rot in our country, the lack of morals, the lack of spirituality, the um, shunning of the God of the Bible. And, and I, I'm not a minister, I'm not a preacher, I'm not even close to it. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm looking at what we're seeing here. We've gone so far away. And this is, to answer your, your original question, you know, will America ever come back? Not until we bring back the, the tenets, the, um, uh, not until we start following the Ten Commandments, not until we start understanding that the Bible, the Judeo-Christian ethos, is the backbone of the Norman Rockwell America that we so strive to get back to. Otherwise, we, no, we're not going to get back there. We're not going to, if we don't repent for um, allowing, you know, cousin it to be in the position that it's in, if or, or the, the the massive number of infanticides or, or the drag queen hour stuff that we attempt to normalize, or the same sex mate. I mean, it's, it goes on and on and on. Um, this is an affront to, to the God of the Bible, and I truly believe that in order for us to to, to to be saved for this country to be saved we have to turn away from this and realize that this is a spiritual battle and not just a physical battle here on earth well it really is a fight between good and evil at its ultimate base there's no question about that but you said something earlier that I want to circle back to um, boy that's going to be a new phrase isn't it All right, it's Jen. like fingernails on the chalkboard but anyway I want to go back to what you said earlier about not without a fight to get our country back. I agree. The people that stole the election have now stolen the process. And they're in the, uh, the, the middle of memorializing their theft by codifying all their practices in the law. So it doesn't matter if they get caught, because if you get caught doing something that's no longer illegal, well, then you can keep on doing it. So you're right. The political process is now shut off. And Doug, there's one thing, and I, I want to get your reaction to this because maybe I'm overreacting, but you know, I come from a German family on my dad's side, and I, I have rich family history with stories about the early days of the Nazis and the rise of the Nazis before they left. And uh, I go with the quote, where they burn books, they will soon burn people. And big tech is doing the digital equivalent of burning books. Are they going to burn us too? 100% yes. And, and look, they're not after our guns, okay? They're not after, well, they are, but they're not only after our guns. They're not only after the books, they're after us. And um, you said something about the process. I think people need to understand one sentence, the process is the punishment and I think the sooner people understand that um, the, the better and what I mean by that is you don't have to necessarily in, in, in this current environment be imprisoned or be um, uh, subjected to any kind of uh, 
oh, uh, personal um, uh, legal uh, threat, but or found guilty thereof. It's the process against you that they're using against all of us. That's the punishment at the moment until it no longer becomes the punishment and becomes the um, door to the real punishment. And that's the metaphorical or perhaps literal train cars. And, you know, it's, that's where we're headed. I mean, people say, well, that's just hyperbole. That's not going to happen. We've got too many guns. Um, well, okay, we've got the guns, but do we have the resolve to use them? I, I, I that's a question that I've been asking. Um, in in the way the way they were intended to be used to uh, to put down a tyrannical government. And what do we have? A tyrannical government. What are we waiting for? Hey, Patrick Henry, on the twenty third of March, which was what a number of days ago, last week, Patrick Henry said essentially to quote from the give me liberty or give me death speech, said, hey, we've got the weaponry, we've got the people, what are we waiting for? Now, again, I'm paraphrasing. Um, You know, meanwhile, people are keyboard warriors saying, well, you know, come and take them, this is my line in the sand. Meanwhile, Biden is, you know, and this is not going to play out to the way that people think it's going to play out. It it may in some respects, but in other respects, it's going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to find ammunition. You think it's bad now, you wait. Um, and then it's going to be taxes, and then it's going to be uh, uh, licensing fees, and it's going to be a death by a thousand cuts if we allow it to be. So, anyway, I'm, I'm not sure how it gets. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lead you in, in a, the same direction here with a bigger question. The University of Hawaii, as I know that you know, has done a project called the Democide Project for decades. And they studied the 16 genocides in the 20th century, and there were many precursors. But among them, that each one of these genocides contained in common was gun confiscation. Are we going to be the 17th? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting question. Um, uh, You know, it's going to be more, I think, more insidious in its form. Um, I saw, and I don't know who to... Well, I, I, I guess I do know who to credit. I mean, it's, it's on, it's on HagmanReport.com, but th- there's an essay called Sundown a Coffin Rock. And I would urge people, if you don't want to go to my website, HagmanReport.com, go ahead and, and, and research or search for the title Sundown a Coffin Rock. And it, it's a fictional essay by a, a guy by the name of Raymond K. Padden. Um, it was published some time ago, but, but uh, it first appeared in the Blue Press. Um, and it, it, it's a look back at what happened with the weapons. Um, it's about a three, four minute read at most, but it has a a twist at the end, which I think people need to really, I'm not going to spoil it, but I think people really need to understand, uh, that, uh, where we're headed. But to answer directly your question, look, I think that there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be made examples of, um, where, where, they're, where, where they can make examples of. But what have we seen, Dave, in recent history of, you know, you've got to register your weapons. I think there was, there was recently, what, in Connecticut, there was a, when I say recently, a few years ago, where uh, people had to register certain weapons, and how long was that line? It was a fairly long line, but what, what 
percentage of people were represented by that line. Um, look, I, I, you know, I, I realize too that that the military police, the paramilitary, uh, and the military, they've got bigger, better, faster, stronger weapons than we have. So, in order for us to survive, we need to band together, neighborhoods, um, families. And we're not going to make it on our own. You know, one of us is not going to make it because you got to sleep sometime. Two of us, well, that's okay. That's better than one. But a neighborhood, a community, um, we can fight back. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's the only way I believe that we're going to survive. Like-minded people in small groups or in groups where everyone can be trusted. Again, uh, Sundown of Coffin Rock uh, has a twist that, people need to pay attention to um, having said that of course make sure you know that you can trust the people around you um, that's my my thinking what did you make of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling <laughs> that you don't have the right to open or conceal carry how far reaching will this go well uh, you know people mention well it's unconstitutional at its face it's unconstitutional okay since when we we've lost the constitution at this point and i and i what do i make of it i make that uh, uh what i see happening here we've got our we've got the, the start and a very good start of sanctuary counties and cities and even in some cases well i'll just leave it at that um it's going to come down to ge geography it's going to come down to uh tribal areas, areas of tribal like-mindedness in order to fight this insanity. Because you, you've got, you know what, Dave, you've got a bunch of blue communist cities. And I, I won't even refer to the Democrats as, as Democrats. They're communists. They're communist socialists at, at, at the very least. Um, those who make the rules, and, and our courts too, the, the, the circuit courts, what, what a joke that is. And, and go one step down from there, that the DAs, and the U.S. attorneys, where are they getting their fundings? From the globalists, from people like Soros. So um, when I say funding, I'm talking about, you know, for, for their campaigns and such. We are so far down this rabbit hole, so far down this lane. Again, my, I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, you know, I don't see any other way but uh, fighting our way back. It's, it's easy to vote your way into socialism, as the statement goes. Uh, the only way to get the, to vote your way out, you can't vote your way out of it. You got to fight your way out of it. Um, again, as the saying goes, and and that's where I think we're at. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, but let's talk about how the fighting back takes place. Will it come from the people themselves saying enough's enough, and each neighborhood's turned into a, a, a venue of anarchy, or will it come from the military segments of the military? How do you see this unfolding if it's going to unfold? You know, I've spent a lot of time with my dog, okay? And, and I talk to my dog. She never talks back to me, so. But, but she's a good sounding board. So I, I go over this in my mind. How is this going to play out? And, in, in, you know, from, from the, the best case scenario to the worst case. And, and I've really struggled to find an answer to that. However, I, if, if I were a betting man, and I'm not, um, <laughs> you lose most of the time. Uh, if if I was to to paint a picture, I would say that it's going to start out with um, 
kind of a Charles Bronson scenario, uh, Death Wish 1974, okay? And um, I, I can see that taking place. And, and now your mileage is going to vary on this and, and it, based on the geography. But I can see where some people are going to fight back in a Charles Bronson Death Wish kind of um, environment or, or situation. Then I, on the other side of things, to combat that, and we're seeing this happen right now, I can see uh, where the, the DAs and the solicitors and various other, other um, uh, people in power, like in Baltimore recently, saying, well, we're not going to prosecute crimes like carja or, from, or uh, prostitution or, or, or drug dealing and stuff like that. We, we, we're not going to do that. Of course, that was last year they, they started that. Um, but we're seeing that take place all across the country. So the lesser crimes are going to just go by the wayside. They're going to be allowed to happen. And the uh, only and, and as a result of that, I should say, you're going to see crime drop. Well, it stands to reason that if you don't arrest for that kind of stuff, crime statistics are going to be affected. So now I can also see where, again, thinking back to the Charles Bronson example, the flip side of that is you're going to have examples made of Patriots, for example, the Oath Keepers, or or, or Gun Owners of America, or um, some other group, um, uh, the more visible people, and, and even to to an extent, you and me, people like us, will be made examples of. You know, we're going to wake up in a in a Roger Stone moment one one day, and and for reasons beyond you know what Roger Stone was, um, so. And, and that, that, that's kind of a psyop on the people. You mentioned it on, on my show about, about the psychological operations in play, uh, which I thought was extremely well stated. I think you, I think you stated that very well. Um, so th this is where I think how it's going to play out. It's going to be regional. It's going to be uh, geographic specific. It's going to be urban, suburban uh, differences. There's going to be a lot of differences uh, in, the, in how it plays out in different parts of the country. Uh, but the end goal is to disarm all of us or kill us or, well, and kill us. Um, but we, we know we're not, we're not allowed, uh, we're not allowed to defend ourselves and, and they're clearing out the jails. Look, 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 I mean, my goodness, they just cleared, uh, they just let the, the, some wacko judge in, uh, San Francisco, I think it was San Francisco or, or somewhere, uh, in one of the blue, blue cities, the socialist cities, let out a murderer. Eight days later, that person killed killed again. Um, but we have to fight back. I, I, I'm all over the place, but we have to fight back, and I think that the only way we're going to get out of this is really uh, a second civil war. I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying that that kind of where I'm thinking now. I know the Charles Bronson thing, but I think the civilians can only carry it so far. Ultimately, I think it has to be general versus general, and then we invite invasion when we're at our weakest. You know, so it's it's a problem. You're right. you're right, and you've often said that, and and I think that our enemies are looking at that. Um, the, the I've got to give you a lot of credit. You know, with with the positioning of the enemy troops to the north and to the south of us. Um, yeah, I think they're waiting for something like that. And and you're right. It's got to be general versus general. But look at what's look at what they're doing to the military. I know. I mean, they've. They've no. emasculated our military. They're woke. Yeah, woke. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 
are you serious flight suits for you know maternity flight suits that's that's your issue or, or that that's your focus or or you know uh, gender uh, equivalence uh, training befitting that's the dementia issue. of the commander in chief that's you know, all i got to say you know let me I... ask you this okay let's assume the general versus general thing doesn't emerge there is a charles bronson extension to this i think and i have written about this before and I think I'm going to take a second look at this sometime in the near future. I, I don't see... They're going to have to exterminate 100, 100 to 150 million of us. And I have no doubt that they're willing to do that because Bill Ayers, who installed Barack Obama into the political system, told Larry Grathwell that, as you well know, the former FBI, late former FBI informant. Uh, so I think nothing is beyond their capability, but I do think there's another option on the table for Americans, and it could happen as an evolutionary process. We could become the next Viet Cong. We're certainly well-armed enough to do it. That's the only way I think that we are going to uh, prevail, and that's going to be a very painful process um, in, in, in any scenario, whether it's us versus the out-of-control government of the United States or us versus a foreign invader. The only way we're going to win is become Wolverines like the uh, 84-85 drama uh, Red Dawn, okay? Um, or, in your case, like the Viet Cong. I, I totally agree with that. Now, before we get there, I think there's a lot of real estate present before we get there. Uh, there are a lot of things that have to happen. Um but what I can see taking place right now in, in the larger, bigger picture sort of way is the centralization of power. And, and here's my hope, the only hope that I really hold out, because the federal at the federal level, they're centralizing power. They are creating certain choke points. And by doing so, we only have to be effective by eliminating those choke points. So in other words... If you've got a, you know, consider like a funnel. Um, you got a whole bunch of stuff going in and it's coming out this little uh, straw-like apparatus at the end. If you hit it at the right spot, well, you can, you can um, uh, really put the monkey in the wrench, put the fly in the ointment uh, against that process. But I think that's a tactic. Uh, that, that's a logistical thing that we have to work on. Um, but the centralization process is in full swing. Yeah, I really do think sense. it is. And, and we see it. The unifying principle for this was the lockdowns. Yes. And the crazy leftist leaders. I mean, just pure insanity. I mean, Dana Nessel, the attorney general of Michigan, she belongs in jail for abuse of power. I mean, she says, I'm jailing a restaurant owner, not for defying the law, not law, excuse me, my mandate, unconstitutional mandate, not for that, but for going on TV and daring to talk about me. <laughs> I mean, she said, she as much said that. Yeah. How, how dare you? Um, yeah. How dare you to, to uh, uh, pull Greta Thunberg into this or Thunberg into this. But yeah, you know, so you've got attorneys general all across the United States and governors all across the United States. And I shouldn't say all of them, but I mean, uh, a majority of them who are um, uh, imposing their edicts onto their servants 
meaning us, especially in Pennsylvania. You got Wolf over here, um, and and you've got the, despite having a Republican in name only, I suppose, uh, legislature. So, uh, this is the pro. You know what? This is the product of everything you've been talking about for the last decade. I've got to I got to push it back to you. And, and say, you know, you've been you've been talking about this very thing, whether it be on the local level in your state or across the nation. I mean, people need to have this. I think people now need to have this discussion. What are we going to do about it? Because we can talk all day long about this, but what are we going to do about it? And I know this is a family show, but we need to bring our families into this and say, okay, you're either, you know, we're either a, 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 a unit we're either doing this together or, you know, we've got to make other arrangements. And I hope it's together because we need to be cohesive in our efforts. But we just can't talk about this and be keyboard warriors anymore. We have to. It's, it's kind of like wearing masks. OK, it's my people say, you know, I, I talk to people all the time. They're wearing masks. But boy, they're going to fight in a, in a uh, revolution or a civil war. Well, what are you doing wearing a mask? Well, it's easier that way. Well, I can, okay. Um, and again, you might say, well, what does one thing have to do with another? If you're willing to subjugate yourself over a piece of cloth, then what are you going to do when, when it really gets bad? Are you, are you going to say, well, I really, it's kind of uncomfortable. I really don't want to get involved in this. I don't want to be, you know, there's a possibility I could lose my house. You're going to lose it anyway. You know, you're going to lose everything. So take a stand. And that's what I'm saying right now. We've the time for, in my view, Dave, and, and this is controversial, and I and I'm not advocating this, but I believe the time for talking is over, because who are we talking to? Sometimes I think I'm talking to myself when I do my show. Some now, or, or when I say myself, like-minded people, we have to go beyond that in order to change things. If we're waiting for 2022, that's a pipe dream. 2024, yeah, right. They've already stolen the election. Exactly. Don't exactly. waste your time even voting. And, and you know... It's farcical. We, and, and, exactly. And you're down there closer than I am. You could reach out and touch an illegal. I'm sure you can. And, and maybe, they're, maybe they're surrounding your studio right now. I'm worried about them touching me. <laughs> um, and, and I mean that literally. I mean, we have a, a, a small town here. It's on Interstate 8. It's called Gila Bend, not far from the border. It's as democratically friendly as you can get. Liberalism is their religion, and they've declared a state of emergency because of the illegal immigration problem. How bad does it have to get where the Democrats are declaring a state of emergency? Well, and I think a lot of that is just smoke and mirrors, but you're exactly right. When I say smoke and mirrors, it's like, well, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's optics. However, uh, by the way, uh, Dave, show me on the doll where Joe Biden touched you. I, I'm kidding. I, yeah, or, or the illegal alien <laughs> touched you. Show me on yeah. the doll. Now, yeah. you know, it, but, but it, it, well, about that. Well, Tara Reid could answer that question. There you go. But she Tara doesn't Reed. count. Or, or maybe, uh, let's see, who is it? Uh, Bo Biden's uh, widow. Yeah, yeah, never mind. It's. But by the way, um, I want to thank. Uh, I know this, this person's a listener of your show too. Um, I have Hunter Biden's laptop image. The entire file. Oh, the, the oh the really? Hard. Oh yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Impressed. Um, 
uh, and, and I've had it for several months. I want to thank the, I want I'll just, I'll just hang on just a second here. I'll just put, uh, JP, I just want to say thank you, JP, for uh, sending this in, the, in a different You mean format. JP Morgan's yeah. had a change of heart? JP Morgan, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, I know. But, but, Sorry, you know, if we don't laugh once in a while, make fun of this crap, we will literally go crazy. Yeah, you know, you're right. And, and this is another thing, too. Um, we have to live our lives, too. And you're a great historian, and, and not, having talked to you. And this is not, I'm not blowing smoke up your skirt. Um, I, I'm just careful, saying. Careful, careful. I'm not in Biden's administration. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, I'm a confirmed male, and my wife is here to prove it. Or up your pant leg. <clears throat> yeah, thank There you go. There you go. I'll accept that. Met your lovely wife, by the way. And folks, uh, what a wonderful uh, family that uh, they've thank got. You. But, but, you know, he's got that. But what I'm saying is, um, uh, oh, the... the uh, the recent ruling, and I don't know whether you caught this. I, I'm sure you did. The the FBI is saying, well, you know, because of the problems down at the border, we're not going to put the uh, the people who oversee the young youngins down there, the minors. We're not going to put them through any background checks. Okay, now, excuse me. I, I'm wondering if people really got got what I just said. The people who are overseeing the minors that come across the border are not going to be subjected to, to any kind of background check. So in theory, not that I'm saying it happens, but in theory, you could have a sexual predator go in there and say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take care of the, uh, the children and take care of the children, if you know what I mean. So that's a sad thing that's taking place. Oh, along so those lines. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but this is absolutely true. California has amended its foster child policy to where a foster parent can take in as many as 26 illegal alien children at the same time. Gee, what could possibly go wrong with that? What would you do with 26 kids? Well, nothing, because they'll never come to your home. They're headed for another de destination. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, consider that. Uh, how much sense does that make? The uh, well, I'll say this: it means the California state legislature and Gavin Newsom are part and parcel to child sex trafficking. That's what it says. And I think people really need to understand how big of a business this is. Um, as I mentioned on my show, uh, Craig Sawyer, a mutual friend of ours, uh, head of Vets for Child Rescue, appeared on uh, the War Room Pandemic with Steve Bannon. And, and, you know, he cited the, the figure, 38 to $50 billion a year profit business, uh, human and child sex trafficking across the border. And it's about to get worse. And, and the people that are behind this are the Bidens, Obamas, Jarrett's, Hillary Clinton. Yes, I said Clinton. And, and all of the elitists, the global scumbaggery, uh, global scumbaggery that's involved in this. And there's a reason for this. It, it, people say, well, it's about Democratic votes. No, it's more than that. It, it's so much more than that, folks. It, it's really satanic in nature, and you really got to understand how bad this is. Um, and it's only going to get worse because of Biden's. And, well, he's just the puppet spokesperson, but the obfuscation, the lies, the refusal to, to resolve the issue, um, 
the way that President Trump did. At least President Trump put up a, a, a metaphorical wall or a figurative wall and said, no, you're not coming across. You're, you're going to stay where you're at and uh, kept the problem on the other side of the border. Now we've got people crossing the border. I don't, Did you happen to see that videotape in uh, Parasol, uh, Texas? I think it was where there was a tractor trailer and like 65 migrants or, or I'm sorry, illegal aliens jumped out of the back. It was just taken over the weekend. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! They, they arrested the, the the coyote and like 65 illegals uh, that were supposedly minors, but they were anything but minors. Um, military age fighters, shall we say, and women in high heels and stuff. You know, it's just ridiculous. Well, I I, I would say that uh, they're very clever. They know what they're doing. One of the there's two two standout events for me at the border. One of them is symbolic, but I think it's important, Doug. Uh, when Ted Cruz has led 18 senators to the border, and they're standing there on the banks of the Rio Grande, and the coyotes, the drug dealers, are mocking them, mocking them, and, and flipping the bird to the border patrol. Yep. Uh, I mean, as they cross the border, and no one moving to stop them. That That's one thing. And, and, you know, along those lines, too, I would ask our Congress, how many illegal aliens from a third world country can you take in until you're the next third world country? That's really a great question. And, and, and yeah, you know, both the numbers and percentage. You know, you know what I'm curious about? Biden pledging $86 million to put these people up in hotels. And when you do the math, you're looking at about 399 three, three, between $375 and $400 a night in the hotel rooms. Now, I don't know about you. When's the last time any one of us spent uh, that much money for a hotel room for a night? Um, I don't know. I think if I get free HBO, I'll become an illegal alien. Well, I, I joke about, hey, you know, uh, let, let's let's go over to Yemen and then get over to Central America, make the trip up, and, uh, you know, well, of course, we wouldn't have to do that. We'd just have to go to Mexico and make the trip up, and uh, we could uh, we could have the life of, of luxury almost, um, assuming we survive the coyote uh, trails and stuff. But but having said that, um, I, I, look, I know there are some, 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 maybe single to double digit percentage of illegals who are coming here um, wanting a better life. Yeah, I know, I know. And but, you know what? I don't disparage those people because I think they're a victim of the Biden administration lies. I mean, they're wearing Biden shirts, for goodness sake. So they're telling them, hey, come on in. It's okay. We want you here. I can't blame the good people, but their refusal to do background checks covid testing we got to wear masks when we go out but they're releasing thousands of people who are potentially covid positive and they're doing nothing about it yeah exactly meanwhile we've got 552,000 homeless americans um in the last count which is it's it's exponentially more than that but uh you're looking at 66 plus thousand in the streets of Los Angeles alone, um, the Biden regime and those who are handling this regime 
with respect to this illegal invasion. People look at this as a crisis. They look at this as, a, as an opportunity. This is not. This is a manufactured event. And I think it's to, it, well, I strongly believe based on the evidence that this is being done to destroy the fabric of our of our culture. And don't forget culture or politics is downstream of our culture. Yeah. You know, so anyway, that's. Well, Doug, I had a military person say this to me. He was uh, really good in history. And I hadn't thought of it this way. He said, are you familiar with the revolution that took place in Haiti? And I said, yeah, the people were economically deprived. And it was like spontaneously, they just rose up and started butchering the leaders and anyone who didn't agree with them. And I want you to project this out. Border Patrol sources tell me that they expect to be not not processing, but releasing 200,000 illegal aliens a month. Now, just project this out for a second. Within six months of them being here, and there's no naturalization period. There's no requirement for job skills. So we're not doing merit-based immigration. It's it's ollie ollie oxen free. When these people become homeless, they could become part of an avenging mob where no one is safe. And I I thought for a second when my friend told me this, and I said, you are on to something. You are absolutely... Because if this administration cared a damn about this country... They would do uh, language training. They'd do job training. They would try to match people to employment needs. But they're just releasing them. And what's going to happen when they come here and can't feed their families? They're going to be desperate and angry. Do, do you, if I can turn the tables and ask you this question, do you think, given the fact that, uh, that uh, Heels Up Harris long wanting to decrease. sorry about that no, it's, it's right you know, uh, I, I just thought a hoe was something you used in the garden but I didn't know it was going to be used in politics but go ahead Doug yeah paging Willie Brown uh, anyway uh, is this I mean she, obviously she wants to decriminalize illegal entry into the country uh, she's compared ICE and border police to the KKK and this is how the majority of this leftist uh, moral rod thinks. Now, to ask you the question, is this the objective? What you just described, is that the objective here um, in the long line of bigger objectives? Or is that an unintended consequence? No, it's not unintended. The handlers for the Biden administration know fully what they're doing. When you build a new world order, you can't have one nation that has the toughest military, the best economy, and the people who demand freedom. That is an obstacle to global unification. They have to be wiped out by any means necessary. So then you have to install the people who will embrace that philosophy. And what do the Biden people all have in common? They hate America. They hate white people, and historically white people are the power structure in this country. We've certainly become more diverse in recent years as we should have, but still the white people are targeted for this reason. The COVID lockdown was designed to destroy the economy. Now we're making the military woke so we won't be able to defend ourselves as we have cross-dressers and transsexuals in our ranks. Um, this is deliberate because look at Biden's owned by China. China benefits from all the treason that this man is manifesting. That's very true. Um, very true. You know, the, um, 
I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you, you've made me think in a couple of different directions here. You know, is it, so is this Obama's third term or the people behind Obama and yeah. Obama? Is this, okay. It is. Right. Obama 3.0 is what I call it. Very, very astute, Doug. I totally agree with you. Well, I guess that was more of a question in your mind because we know that, at least in my view, I, I think where this all is originating from would be in uh, Geneva, in uh, places like Geneva, in places like uh, Basel, uh, in, in, if I pronounce that correctly, um, you know, with groups like the Council on Foreign Relations and the United Nations and the various offshoots there, the NGOs, um, the elite of the elite who want us dead, Georgia Guidestones, you and I have spoken about that, the uh, Deagle Report, we've spoken about that. Uh, they're clear in what they want to do to us. Uh, I guess the, the question is how. Um, and with the with the um, Redfield, just the former CDC director saying, hey, you know what? This COVID coronavirus, uh, the Corona 19 or COVID 1984 virus uh, did come from the lab in Wuhan and certainly is a, is a bioweapon. So I, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, yeah, there's going to be fighting in the streets, but is there going to be a component like a bioweapon, like an Ebola kind of thing, where it's not going to be a fictitious pandemic, but a real one that's going to uh, take out a segment of the population? You mentioned yeah, I agree with that. No. Right now, what we're doing, if you attack a beachhead, you have to loosen it up with uh, bombing and artillery shelling. And that's what we're going through right now. We're, we're being made so weak we can't resist what's coming. And I do think one among many things that are coming is a follow-up to COVID. And I have some basis for this. Uh, I mentioned this on your show where Bridget Langston, an activist in Kingman, uh, started a recall against her mayor. And she's at war with her county commissioners as well for unreasonable lockdowns. Sheriff Mack and I went up and helped kick off the activity by addressing people in a, a pretty large crowd in the church, and off they go. And now we found out, coincidentally to the process, that our wonderful communist governor, Ducey, he has sent $41 million to a county of 100,000 people for COVID mitigation the day before he lifted the mask mandate in Arizona. In other words, something else is coming. Okay. Wow. Think about that, folks. Forty-one million for COVID mitigation the, the within within hours before lifting the restrictions. So what? Um, thinking from an investigative viewpoint, what would that uh, what would that suggest? Um, yeah, either either a heck of a gift or gifts or self uh, for self enrichment or preparation for something else it's prep for something else there's something else that came out too because as Bridget and her colleagues went and addressed the county commissioners it's actually on tape public record where the these people were saying the, the, the rates are down you need to lessen the restrictions and the county attorney said we're gonna have to look in to see if we would have to give the money back to the state if we did that so that puts that $41 million gift in a different light. 
in a, a much different light. And I appreciate you uh, uh, pointing that out. Yeah, that's there's something. And, you know, on the uh, on the subject of the this Chinese Communist Party virus, which we're not we're not allowed to say that, you know, that, that of course, is. you know, I wonder and, where they think it came from. Well, we, you know, historically, Trump towers is that where they're alleging that came from? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, sure, I'm, 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 I'm sure. But, but historically, you know, um, the Spanish flu, the Hong Kong flu. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember, you know, the Hong Kong flu back what 68, 69, whatever it was. Um, you always identify a virus from its point of origin, and for for people to say that it's, you know, it's. Uh, not right to do so is being disingenuous. Well, but, it's racist. Uh, yeah, but but you know, you look at Fauci. Look at his tie. And I've got to say, National Pulse. Natalie Winters, National Pulse, folks. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just search National Pulse, Natalie Winters, and read some of her articles about um, the about Fauci, about the gain of function studies, uh, about what is taking place, and and the gene genetic therapy vaccine, which is not a vaccine. The mask. Read about the bigger picture about all this, and it fits exactly what right into what uh, Dave Hodges has been saying. It, it's amazing when you start connecting the dots. Um, so, in a broader view, kind of going back to your original opening question, you know, can America? Can we ever get back to like? Can can we save America? Can, can we ever get back to where we were? I think that genie is so far out of the bottle. I don't. I don't think we have enough people or enough time to chase it back or chase it down, either to stop it or to put it back in or try to put it back in. That's my view. And Fauci coming out recently saying, "Well, you can't have children, uh, you know, in, in classrooms near each other playing together." Oh, you can't have children. What is that? Kids are the ones who don't die from this. In fact, they're not even symptomatic most of the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got you've got the CDC admitting magically the flu is non-existent this season. Um, <laughs> Where those numbers go? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for a pandemic where the mortality rate is in the tenths of a percent based on the age of population, are you serious? I mean, this whole thing has truly been a scandemic. It's been a uh, giant Milgram experiment, uh, the Stanford experiment, and and uh, uh, it, I, th I think they're they're checking to see who's who's most who will most comply with with you know further uh, government intervention. So that's my view. You know? Well, Doug, I've been told, and I was told this years ago, and by a source I knew well, who then worked in the NSA, and it's not Vance Davis. His, he preceded the NSA years ago. Uh, in terms of his service, but this man told me, he said, Dave, are you familiar with the MMPI? And I said, yes, very familiar, being, you know, being a therapist by background. And he said, well, we have something like the MMPI. He said, we monitor every communication. You all have files. You all have your retinal scans, your facial recognition, uh, your fingerprints, if we can lift them. He said, we have everything. But most of all, we have your communications. And we score you on 16 different categories. And I go, oh, that's MMPI personality analysis for mental illness. And he goes, yeah, but we're not looking at people who are mentally ill. We are looking for people who are mentally trainable or untrainable. He said, I don't have the permissions to find out who's on what list. 
he said, but, you know, your friend Steve Quayle, he's correct. There are lists, and these are scored by the NSA. You know, at first, I have to admit, David, first, I, 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 I talked to Steve about this, and, and God bless him. He's like a brother to me. You know, him and I, we, we sparred at first. And I said, ah, you know, it's, it's impossible to really to – uh, the, can you imagine the paperwork and the, and the amount of space needed? But, but you're exactly 100 percent right. Doug, it's AI. It's not. It's not paper. No, you're you're exactly right. The, the uh, and and thank you for that. I mean, every spoken word from the time of Adam from the garden is what is this, a zeta byte or a, um, I I don't know. But in in Utah alone, there 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 are facilities that can house a um, hundred times that. You know so. You're you're one and lists. My goodness, there are lists. I've I've had people contact me, um, saying, you know, hey, take a look at the lists. And and one one now, uh, anyone now can see, no fly lists are being compared to vaccine lists are being compared to yeah. um, uh, the DHS list. So you know you're you're 100 percent right. And people, I think people people are not thinking big enough. And, I know. And that's, Do you know there's a label you can put on all this list? Oh, it's one yeah. big J stamp. Um, Doug, we're almost out of time, and, and I wouldn't do you justice or the audience I have justice if we didn't have you take a couple seconds here and tell us how to follow your show. you got about 15 seconds. Thank you, Dave. HagmanReport.com. Two ends on Hagman. Hagman Report, H-A-G-M-A-N-N, HagmanReport.com. That's, my, that's the website from there. You can get to anywhere you need to go. I've got a Patreon, um, and, and support us. And please, folks, do me a favor. Support Dave Hodges. Thank you for that. And, Doug, back. I got to tell you, uh, people, you need to support Doug Hagman. He knows what he's talking about. He's been right all these years, and now we're finding out just how right. Doug, thanks for joining us. God bless you, my friend. God bless you.